Me Time and Murder is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, well, big surprise. Tress, what are you drinking? Today I'm doing a Barry's tea, full caffeine version, with a drop of milk. Go on, traditional. What about you? What are you drinking today, Maureen? I'm not actually drinking tea. <gasps> I know. <gasps> Off brand. Apologies. Uh, I'm having an ocean spray cranberry juice. Oh, God, that mm-hmm. just took me back. This is mm-hmm. an old school drink. This is so bad. Do you actually like it? With vodka, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're okay. I mean, no, I, I, don't have like, vodka. I like it when I first drink it, and then my mm-hmm. mouth goes really dry. It is dry, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're so then you drink going... more to quench yeah, it, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You get into yeah. this cycle. Uh-huh. And it's still sweet, but dry. So oh, it's, just keep yeah, I don't go there, but good so for you. So, like, I think we're sort of cutting down on the tea a little bit, because we think Jaren might be allergic to tea. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, is she really going to say this? <laughs> this is not. This is yeah, not a I thing. swear to God. So, like, he What's keeps complaining. He keeps complaining about his throat and he's like, went to the doctors and he's just like, this has been going on for like over a year, blah, blah, blah. Like, I feel like I'm choking and there's like <gasps> swelling and, and like, I'm just like staring at him. Just like, it's been a year. What the hell is wrong with you? And he said he went to the doctors and he's uh-huh. been to the doctors a few times. And the doctor even said to him, just like, look, you don't have cancer. Like, and yeah. Charles just like, well, my throat is so sore. And I was like, Jaren, if you if you feel like you're being choked or something, it mm-hmm. sounds like inflammation. As yeah. if you're allergic to something, okay. if your throat keeps swelling yeah. up, yeah. that's an allergy. And then we were like talking about the timelines. And I was like, okay. I was like, it's been about a year, over a year. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's around the time that we started the podcast. We started recording. <laughs> and podcast he was just like, has nearly killed your <laughs> husband. <laughs> It's worth it. <laughs> so he partakes yeah. in the tea drinking. He did. Nobody no. forced him to do this. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I did not know this was going on. Because like we were like we would have like a little bit of like herbal tea in the house uh-huh. now and again. Okay. But then once we started doing this, I would buy it regularly. <laughs> and your face swole up that time when you had the chai yeah, tea. The chai tea. I didn't know yeah. this was such a dangerous business. Oh my, oh god. my god! This is such a risky podcast. <laughs> Listen okay. at your own discretion. But so, so part of me is like, I know Jaren's a little bit of a hypochondriac. He is, 100%. But also, I understand being paranoid. So we moved into a new office building and mm-hmm. the water uh-huh. tastes like it has mold in it. Oh, God. And especially no. in a new building with like, you know, uh-huh. like the pipes and stuff. And uh-huh. I just feel really funny about it. And my throat started closing up. <gasps> Uh-oh. And I yeah, and I stopped drinking the water and started buying bottled water. So maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. Obviously, we're in two different countries. It's two different situations. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Look into the look. Maybe just test them out on like n- bottled water as well. I don't know. Well, we unfortunately, yeah, we know it's not good for the environment. But over here in Hong Kong, we don't really trust the water that much, oh, and the okay, and the so really the old. Already. We already do it. Like the we have really old buildings with really old yeah. pipes and stuff like that. Yeah. So we're like, 
So we buy like big, massive, okay. like huge oh, gallons. Right. So it's not the water, yeah. It's not the I water. I also did get sick. Um, I think I caught something on my throat, closed up. But if that's over a year, I mean, there's something going on. Well, mm. that's what I'm saying. I was just like, it ha- mm. like it's around the same time. Like we never drank. Yeah. Like we like now we would have like a herbal tea like every other day. Like yeah. And Jaren, like every time we're recording the podcast, little mm-hmm. Jaren is outside oh. also drinking a, a Marks and Spencer yeah. strawberry tea. Okay. And he was just like, well, you I'm know, really interested I... for you to experiment, yeah. like stop. He's like, you know, when I drink it though, as well, like my whole body feels warm. And I was like, you mean like what? Warm from tea? He's like, no, like my shoulders are warm. He's like, your shoulders are warm what is from going tea. On? What is? It's like in a yeah. like superhero movie where it's like a metamorphosis. Like, what is going He's on? He's turning into T-Man. Jaren's body. Oh my God, I'm really concerned. Oh, so we'll geez. see. I hope we'll so. figure it out. So Keeps up to date. Yeah, just no tea for a while and we'll see. Because it might be just the, the, the leaves are just irritating him or something. Mm. His throat. I don't know, so... Because usually he makes the tea for me and then I record. So now I've just yeah. got my... Oh, well, I'm sure I can still touch it. Put on some gloves. (laughs) Face mask. (laughs) (laughs) We're all wearing them anyway. Put the N95 on. Yeah, (laughs) biohazard. You'll have to keep them in, like, a special cupboard. Oh, Oh, God. If if this is a tea allergy, this is going to be groundbreaking stuff. (laughs) I don't know. Never heard of this. I did try to convince him that I was All like, right. well, it might be the Nespresso coffee, so maybe you just <gasps> don't drink that. He's just like, oh, no, it's not. We got we got an espresso machine. <gasps> you got an espresso machine as well? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't it it's so probably good? the same one as yours. Is there only like, one? I don't know. No, they got loads. I have oh, do the, they? Okay, well, we got one of them. I don't know which one the, it is. I either have the cheapest one or the second cheapest one. It's very small and narrow, slim and black. What's yours okay, like? Okay, ours is not that small. Uh-huh. It was a Black Friday deal, so it could have been one of the good ones. I have no idea. Oh, yeah. It was for Dan's Christmas present, but he's started using it already, which he does every and... year. He'll never wait for Christmas, like, ever. As oh, soon my as it gosh. Arrives. No, That's anything. A... As soon as his birthday present arrives, and I'm like, it's not your birthday, or it's not your Christmas, like, he can't. Oh, God. It. He's oh, happy bless. to open it. Have you yeah. had any or are you scared of the um, I've been having decaf. It's okay. good. Mm, it's kind of bitter. That's coffee, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. You're having know. it black? I, no, even with like milk and stuff. I don't know. I think yeah. I was just expecting it to be really smooth. And it is, but it's yeah. it's still bitter. I don't know. And you have the Nespresso pods? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? All these different uh-huh. ones. With funny oh, names, yeah? I don't know what it means. Uh huh. Yeah, like they're they're everywhere now. Here, I got Costa pods for the Nespresso Costa okay. brand. Oh They're Starbucks God, brand. Costa in so long. Is Costa a northern thing? I think it's a UK thing. Is it? There's okay, because I feel like I don't see it down here. It's not in the south. Well, whenever yeah, we, we were in Glasgow, it. there was so Costas everywhere. I do we used like to have a Costa. Costa all the time. Oh yeah. For- oh, we just like waste all our money we would work in the shoe shop and then we would like waste our money on expensive coffee and uh-huh. m&s food who did we think we were you know we'd live in the high life and our, and our was minimum the point working <laughs> yeah we just spend it 
Yeah. All right. What are we talking about today? Oh, me time real quickly. Oh, me time real quickly. Um, <laughs> I was like, didn't we just talk about... Okay. Real quickly, I'm doing a hair mask. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a L'Oreal Elvive Extraordinary Oil for very dry hair. Oh, I can't keep this short. Okay. No, I'll keep this for another episode. I've got something else to tell you. All right. Okay. Exciting. Okay. 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 I'll hold it in. What are you doing for you, me time? I don't have it in now. I, I washed it out before I started, but I had... Just before we started, the Intensive Purple Mask for anti-brassiness and intensive care. The Purple Mask, L'Oreal LV, because I was like looking like one of the Simpsons. So I had to left that in for like two oh, hours. Dear. And now I'm nice and ashy blonde again. Oh, lovely. Mm-hmm. That's good that that works. Their, their masks are like good value. Oh, yeah. Very, very, very mm-hmm. good. Very impressed. Have you told me your tea? Ocean Spray. Ocean spray. Okay. That led us on to a very <laughs> long tangent. Okay. So yeah, what are we talking about today? Okay, today is another Patreon request request? Request. Nice. Ooh, from Emer Ryan. Thank you, Emer. Hi Emer. Hello. Thanks for supporting. Yes, thanks for supporting Me Time and Murder. Um yeah, Emma Ryan uh, has requested this. And I know that we have got a few other requests, but obviously the Patreon requests are going to go to the top. Tippity top. Oh, the tippity top. It's strange you would say tippity. Because today the case takes place in Tipperary. Tipperary. Mm-hmm. There we go. Have you ever been to Tipperary? I don't know. Hang on. It's a long road to Tipperary. Okay. Don't know the rest of that song. <laughs> That's the only part mummy would sing. <laughs> I know. She just sings the same thing over and over. I don't want to turn into mummy. I'm going to turn. I am I already. Pre- pretty much have. I am <laughs> yeah. already turning into mummy. Yeah. Like, you just have to accept it, don't you? I like slightly <laughs> stubbed my toe a little bit. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh, oh she's very dramatic. Isn't yeah, she? she's very. <laughs> <laughs> it's like somebody shot her. It's, like, it's so bad. <laughs> I I told you about the the time that the the droplet landed on her. <laughs> no, a water droplet. A water. It was. She was like si- she was sitting on the front step and it was like I think it was like me, Jaren, and Mummy. It was like really sunny and we were just sitting on the front step. I think we were like petting the cats and then there was like this one water droplet fell from the sky and just landed on her leg and Mummy was like oh. <laughs> birth to three children three children oh woman happy gerald's a wonderful thing <gasps> it was literally a droplet of water and she pointed at water. it she pointed you know, i at have it. to say i have to say i you know when you walk past on the street on the high street and you walk past some shops and they have the sort of signs that hang over and the droplets of water when it's raining like yeah. i have had a droplet hit my head that is really sore it's not have you really ever had that? sore it's just shocking why is that sore <laughs> do you know what i mean it's water but i've had that i don't think it's sore. anyway <laughs> it is it's like ow oh my god (laughs) i don't know why we're so hyper we're we're very hyper today 
I had breakfast and I okay. never had breakfast. I've just... <laughs> <laughs> so I actually have energy. <laughs> I just finished eating. I had like all white. I made it myself. <clears throat> garlic toast, like on a white bread baguette. And I've just like got so much sugar. Oh, you're full of sugar. I'm full yeah. of sugar. And I've got my ocean garlic spray. Garlic toast. Garlic bread. garlic bread? Sorry, garlic bread. Okay. See, I've had so much I sugar. Was like, I was like, ooh, I was like, what's garlic toast? Garlic ooh. toast? Garlic bread. <laughs> But yeah, okay. I made it myself, and now I've, and I've got my ocean spray, <laughs> and I'm just very like, complex. Just like, blah, blah, blah. okay, we can do nice. this. Is, okay, did okay. you have something with the garlic bread? Okay, I feel bad for you. It's just, no, it's just very garlic no. bread on its own. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> like, are you okay? <laughs> so poor. No, we had. I made like you know my like veggie ratatouille type thing, and we were dunking. Oh, in. I was on the phone with mummy, and she was making that as well. Oh yeah, you are mummy. I am mummy. Yeah, yeah. And, and I also made it this week. I also oh, made you? it this week. Well, then you are just like mommy. in different countries around the world, just doing the same thing after <laughs> the same way. <laughs> oh, but dear. I did mummy's trick. Dan as well. won't eat my my ratatouille. He won't, won't eat, it. eat it. Why? He won't. Why not? Eat it. He needs to get on board. Why won't he eat I it? Don't know. He'd be more of a spaghetti bolognese guy. It has to have meat like in dry it. Dry pasta. I'm like that pasta's dry. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I feel very strongly. About that it. pasta's dry. It is though. <laughs> and then I don't want to put put a load of oil. You know, when you put the oil because like, the pasta sticks together. Yeah. Sorry, this is really really boring. <laughs> Let's move on. I'm boring myself. No, like, about I that. think that like the listener should know how much food content I cut out of the episodes. It's just us oh, talking, talking about, about yeah. how to make food. Well, especially with the way the world is as well. It's like, I know. Oh, we got. But yeah, tell him to get on the ratatouille. Jaron loves it. He eats it up. It's lovely. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't understand it. Uh-huh. Anyway, right. We can st- blah, blah, blah. We're so hyper. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'll focus now. Okay. Today we are talking about the disappearance of Bobby Ryan, or affectionately known as Mr. Moonlight. Oh, that is such a cute nickname. Isn't it, right? But very old school. Uh Uh-huh. So, so where does that nickname come from? (laughs) Well, um, although for his day job he worked as a lorry driver for the local quarry, his true passion was his part-time job, a radio DJ, where he went by the name Mr. Moonlight. This is like radio DJ persona. Oh. Yeah. Because he was kind of moonlighting. Oh. As a DJ. I thought it was like... Is that why he... That would make yeah, sense. Maybe. That would make sense. No. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Isn't it hard? Like, I so I feel like so many DJs are part-time DJs. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those yeah. things where it's like, sometimes you just can't make it full-time. Yeah. It must be very competitive. I'd say so. There's only so many hours it's in like the a day. passion thing. Mm. yeah only one dj can be on at a time like that's it maybe yeah. two yeah um mm. well apparently he loved this job because he loved music and he would play anything for anyone on the radio and he would love to sing in the local pub he would sing and play music and dance and laugh and have a have a good time just he loved music okay that was his what year passion. are we in we are in this case takes place around 2011-ish, um, okay. a little bit before, a little bit after. So we're around Into there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so. <clears throat> On June 3rd, 2011, at 5.30pm, 
Bobby Ryan returned home after work. Robert Ryan Jr., Jr.'s girlfriend and their daughter were all staying with Bobby Ryan at the time. So he is home after work and is down on the floor playing with his grandchild and he has shown his son's girlfriend the multiple text messages from his own girlfriend, Mary Lowry, asking him to come over. So he's a little bit tired after work and she's like, oh, come on, come over. So he's mm-hmm. like, aye, okay. So he jumped in his van and he drove for roughly the hour drive to Mary's farm in Fonagown. I think I'm saying that right. What age is he? He's 50. Okay. According to Mary, when he got there, he was in good spirits and really happy to see her. They talked and listened to music until about one in the morning. According to Mary, Bobby would usually leave hers at about 6.30am and hop in his van and take off. She could always hear him as he drove away over her cattle grid. Because she lived on a farm. Mm -hmm. Then he would drive back to his house, pick up his lunchbox and then head off back to work in the quarry. However, this morning on the 4th of June, he left at 6.30am. As she lay in bed listening, it took her much longer to hear the cattle grid. (laughs) Mary sat up in bed listening and thinking, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. What is taking so long out there? What's taking so long to start the van and go? Mm -hmm. Mary figured she was probably sitting waiting for about two to ten minutes before she heard the van start and drive over the cattle grid. Two and ten is such a wide range, by the way. That really is not helpful for police. (laughs) It was either two or ten. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I know it's quite it's quite a big gap, but but it can be hard to know when you are waiting. Sometimes it mm-hmm. does feel like forever, yeah. but it probably wasn't forever. And if she's like you know just like lying in bed, like Can't maybe she's asleep. still half asleep. She's not really thinking, yeah. or maybe she, I know, you know it's just so like oh, because just those minutes could make such a difference. Like what do you know what I mean mm-hmm. as to what was going on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was very intriguing, by the way. <laughs> Thanks, Seymour. Really into this. <laughs> I, yeah. Later that same day, Robert Jr., Bobby's son, had been to the quarry and noticed that his, fa- his father's van wasn't there. He called his sister, Michelle. Initially, they thought maybe their dad had taken the day off. Mm-hmm. But the more they thought about it and the more the day went on, they just had this nagging feeling, not, there's no way actually, actually no their dad was punctual and very hard working. He would, and he wouldn't just not show up to work. This is really out of character for him. Mm-hmm. So Michelle changes her mind and she rings her aunt and her and the aunt go down to the guard station and report a Bobby Ryan missing. While there, the aunt said to the guard, look, he might have hurt himself or done something stupid. He is recently divorced okay. and has suffered from depression in the past. The guard informed the public of the missing person case right away. The radio station was in shock when they were contacted by the guard, asking them to announce a missing person report for their own Mr. Moonlight. Isn't that sad? Yeah. Once Mary Lowry heard the news, she contacted Michelle. She was panicking and she also offered to come out and help. Mary picked up Michelle and the two women... And the two women began to search the roads. While in the car, 
Michelle thought perhaps they should check the force that is by Mary's farm, about a mile or two away. As the women pulled into the forest car park, there was Bobby's van. <gasps> Michelle ran out. Well, that was a good hunch. Uh-huh, right. <clears throat> I think they're probably just thinking, like, where's the closest car parks? You know what it's like in the countryside? There's always those pull-ins. What's he doing there? Like, why would he go there before work? Mm. I have this theory that someone was waiting outside the house for him mm-hmm. and they had a bit some words and then finally drove off together in the van but they maybe had him at gunpoint and led him somewhere else oh. like to you know he didn't go to work they led him to this forest or something I don't know oh you can tell that you're a true crime enthusiast Tress. <laughs> <laughs> okay I, know, I always think I should have been a detective Oh, please. <laughs> I'm just so wasted, Mario. I've wasted my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Michelle sees the van and she's freaking out. She ran out of the car and she just runs straight into the forest screaming for her dad. Oh, God. I know. Can you imagine? She's just like, Daddy, Daddy, Bobby, Bobby. Oh, freaking out. Yeah. <clears throat> and there's there's no police with them. Not yet, no. But the police just done this on their own. Oh yeah, Lord, that's kind of scary. The, because what yeah. if she finds something bad? The women then called the guard to like tell them we find the van. So they came right away okay, to investigate. Yeah, that's good. Okay. So after they investigated the van, Michelle asked if she could like look at the van, and they're like, "Sure, we've taken all the pictures." Is Michelle, the girlfriend. Michelle, sorry, sorry, sorry. Michelle is Bobby's daughter. Okay. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. So she was like, "Can I?" look at the van too and they're like okay we've already taken our pictures and whatever so yes, okay michelle said she thought it was weird that the driver's door was left unlocked daddy would oh, never yeah. leave his van open oh yeah that's mm-hmm. very weird mm-hmm. especially it's your work van a work van in like an open area mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. michelle asked them if she could get into the van so she got in and she sat in the driver's seat she said Someone else has been driving this van. (gasps) Me and Daddy are the same height. I never have to adjust this seat. Oh, it's so upsetting. So Michelle says in like a documentary interview that the driver's seat was slid all the way to the back. Somebody had adjusted it. So we know this guy is tall. Taller, yep. Mm-hmm. Taller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A search team of locals and guard were organised, searching the forest and surrounding area buildings. Not only were they looking for Bobby, but they thought it was also good to start checking under every leaf, looking for any clue of his disappearance, his phone, van keys, wallet, personal objects, anything that would give him them a clue of where he is or how mm-hmm. he is, you know? All of the and obviously he's not answering his mobile. Yes, he's not answering his phone yet. And like, can they did they trace the phone? Or? I don't. If the phone think is so. off, mm-hmm. does the GPS not work? It's really interesting you brought that up because it never actually comes back up again. Into it. Okay. Okay. I don't know in general. Do you know what I mean? Like, if the phone is off, does the GPS? I don't too sure. I mean, like in two thousand and eleven. I mean, like, let's say he has a phone that's a few years old was gps working around then i think it would be yeah but that's just that's just around the time the iphone was out 
the first oh, iPhone. Okay. So we're talking mm-hmm. old tech. I know what you mean. Old tech. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Yeah. I think it was. It would have been yeah. out, no? Yeah. yeah. I am sharing my location with you at all times. Yes, I can always see you when I put, go on Google Maps. Me. And that just gives me comfort. Can you see me? So anyone out there that wants to kill me, I can't see you. I should I should do you that share too. if you want. I don't know how to. Yeah, I did it by accident. We we were yeah. meeting up in Belfast one day, and you couldn't find. We were like, "I'm on this street," and you're like, "I'm on this street," and then I shared it, and that was maybe like ten years ago. And <laughs> it's just like, and now you can see me forever. Forever, I am. I don't know how you did that. It's like and Google share live location forever. Google like every month is like you're sharing your location with this person. Are you okay with that? And I'm like, yeah. With that, I like her to know. I like someone to know where I am. Thanks. It's so strange. I've just never turned it off. Yeah. Ever. Whenever I'm doing a case <laughs> and I'm like, I like Google where it is. I can always see your face. Just like, hey. stop it. I'm always on the map. You're always on always the map. It's good to know. Yeah. That's so reassuring. <laughs> so crazy. Anyway, back to Bobby. Okay. Okay. Oh, the next line does is not good for for <laughs> for our. Okay. Sorry. Yes, I need to. uh Get it together. Get it together. Because, yeah, no, this is not like the picture that you're painting is not good. It's not good. It's not good. Okay. So, <clears throat> so they're all looking for him because they're thinking that he's like a way to complete suicide, like <gasps> because he was suicidal in the past. So they're thinking, oh, yes, sorry, yeah. yeah, okay. So yeah. this is what's in their head that he's missing. They aren't thinking. What's the word? Uh, it, yeah. Ill. I know the word. Ill fate. Yeah. Miss. No. What's it, it was on the tip. It was. Uh, it's on the tip uh, of my uh, tongue. Uh, miss. Miss. <laughs> For fuck's sake! You're gonna have to take this one. Oh yeah. Oh oh what? No. <laughs> what is the word? Whenever it's something they're thinking bad, it, it's bad. Yeah, um, give like, me a minute. We sound like idiots. I know. No, it's gone. it's gone. Okay. So, yeah, they don't think anything bad is happening. They don't think anybody is out to get him. So they're still looking for him and they're hoping that he hasn't com- completed <gasps> what? Sus- suspicious. Yes. Is that it? No. Suspicious? <laughs> I don't no, think that's so. not it anyway. <laughs> oh, gosh. Sorry, Emer. We came, <laughs> we're like all over the show. Anyway. So the guard and the fire department even checked the nearby farm ran by Patrick Quirk. They checked the milk parlour, the barns and the sheds. Patrick said they were also welcome to check his two slurry pits if they wanted. Gross, but also legit is a place where people do unfortunately die by accident, mostly. Yeah. Well, they checked and there was nothing there. Not a trace of Bobby Ryan anywhere. How do you check a slurry pit? Sorry. I don't know. I think you just look. just like mix it around and see if there's something inside. I don't know. I don't know. I guess it depends on how deep it is. Oh, dude. I know. Do you want it? Dan's family's farm. I didn't know Dan. There's also that freezer. That person-sized freezer. Oh, I was meant to make a meme about that. I completely forgot. I need to take a picture of that. Oh, I also took a picture of... A suitcase, a really suspicious suitcase. What? Because we have been talking about the case. Have we released the case yet? About 
Becky Watts. It's on Patreon, yeah. Okay, yeah. There was uh, a, a super suspicious suitcase. I took a picture of it. But then Where? What if my neighbour sees it and she's like, that's my suitcase. <laughs> it was uh, in the house beside us. It was just like sitting outside their door. For how long? So suspicious looking. For like a good while. Oh, jeez. But it was like bursting. Oh. Like they couldn't fully close it. And oh. it was like... Like there was like bungee cords holding it together. It was creepy. It was creepy. Bungee. Did you take a picture? Hell. I took a picture. <gasps> and then I got really nervous taking the picture. And then I ran away. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. And I just never even did anything with the picture. I need it. Yeah, I need to put it up. Yeah, you what should. They, no, they don't know. They don't know me. Yeah, but they, why does their suitcase have bungee cords on it? That's creepy. Get a proper yeah, suitcase. Oh, it was oh major, major. Sorry, <gasps> what were we talking about before that? Okay, there's no uh, slurry pit. Dan has a slurry pit. pit. Freezer. Yeah, I think they, I'm pretty sure they have one. I think all farms do. I think they have to, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, however, perhaps the guard would have paid more attention and looked a little deeper. Had they had known that Bobby's girlfriend, Mary Lowry, had been having a messy love affair with the farmer, Patrick Quirk. The farmer that owns the slurry pit? Mm-hmm. Shut the front door. Shut the front door. And the way he's all, ooh, check my slurry pit, all real mm-hmm. upfront about it. Mm-hmm. And when you say check deeper, did you mean like deeper into the slurry? Or like <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, like, Chris, you, you have no idea what's <laughs> coming. No, 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 no. Okay, so. No. Uh, Farms are so scary. I oh do not. God. I do not like farms. I would never. Just people die from like tractors and slurry. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Whenever Ooh. I was working uh, for the pharmacy department in Armagh, there was a doctor there, and she said her favorite part, her favorite job as a GP was whenever she was doing like morgue stuff. And she said okay. that one... I know. I'm just slowly back away from that person. Uh, okay. She's like, I'm not really a people person. And I was like, obviously. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> you like when they're cold uh, and But quiet. she said one time she she got like a, a, like a, a boy. It was like a young farmer's boy. He was like in his like 20s or no. something. Fell mm. through like the roof of like the farm and like landed on this like big cutter thing and he was oh. he like cut him in, up the middle and he died Jesus yeah yeah and but, she was all about this like this was really <laughs> interesting to her like what I think they can only do that job for so long right I mean like you can't look at death for decades can you I think that would mess but you some up some people are kind of into like, that sociopaths and stuff mm. and they just don't really feel they don't get the feels they don't get the yeah, don't affect them in the same way. Yeah, that would freak me out. Okay, so what is this farmer's name? Patrick Quirk. Oh. Now, we're going to go back in time a few years. We're going back to 2007. Okay. See, Mary Lowry's husband, so you know who Mary Lowry is at this point? Girlfriend. Yes, yes, yes. So, so she was married yes. in 2007. Yes. So... In Mary, so Mary Lowry's girl, blah, blah. so Mary, see Mary Lowry's husband, Martin uh-huh. Lowry, Lowry, died from a, it's pro- not all these names, oh, Martin, Mar- Patrick, Mar- Mary, so Irish, like, 
<laughs> Jesus. They're on a farm. Of course they are. <gasps> My God. Slurry pits. Tipperary. <laughs> Fonagan. Yes. So Irish. It's very okay. Irish. So Martin Lowry died from a prolonged illness in 2007. Oh. Yeah. When he died, he left Mary with three young boys, a large farm, and all of its accounts and contracts to manage on her own without any farming or account experience. I know. That's intense. Were kids of an age, were they quite young and they couldn't help? Uh, I think when they died, I think they would have been like, Around 10-ish, maybe younger. Oh, right, okay. Because usually it's like one of the boys takes over the farm and they kind of know what yeah, they're doing. Yeah, no, that was like, not an option. Yeah, they were too young. Too okay. young, not an option. Even though they do start them young, though. They do, usually, yeah. Farm kids are like, like I've spoken with like people kind of in the corporate world and they love farm kids because they're really hard workers. They're put to work from a young age. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get up early, work all day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it goes without saying that Mary was in over her head and she wasn't really coping. So this is when Mm -hmm. Patrick Quirk stepped in to help. He said he would rent some of the farmland off her so she wouldn't have Mm -hmm. to worry about it. And he would then manage some of her accounts and investments and, you know, and contracts and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I mean, this is what you would do for your sister-in-law. Oh, so that Patrick Quirk is her brother-in-law. See, Patrick is married to Amelda Lowry, Mary's Which is her sister, Mary's dead husband's sister. Oh, so it was the husband's sister. Yeah, yeah. And she and and is uh, she alive? Amelda is alive. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So Patrick okay, and God, Mary keep it in the family. <laughs> Yeah. God. So Patrick and Mary are like in laws, but they're like Yeah, there's no blood like there's blood, no blood. But it's sort of like I don't understand. So gross, dude. Yeah, no need. But like I was thinking about it. So when So would Dan call Jaren his brother in law? Because I know that Joseph. I know what you mean. It's usually just who you've married into. It's not who the other person's married into. Yeah, I was thinking about it. It is a bit of a stretch. Like, how does that work? I was like, I was then thinking about like, I don't know how far the in-law thing goes. I always thought it was just whoever you've married. I think so. Yeah, that's what I always thought anyway. But it's like it's like we need a new word for those people. Brother-in-law. What are Jaren and Dan to each other? Brother-in-law once they're removed. Like, they're like in the same misery boat. What are they? They need a name for that. Because <laughs> they, they do. They share a bond. They know. They know things. Yeah. yeah. They're bonded to us, but like they're like the outside atoms of like a molecule. Oh, wow. Gosh. I, can't, I don't remember any of that. But. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so it's basically like Dan and Jaren having an affair. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Keep it PC. Oh my God. This is a family podcast. That's gross. Yeah, it is like that, though. Yeah, yeah. When Martin was alive, Patrick and Martin were very close friends. Patrick was Mar- Patrick was best man at Martin and Mary's wedding. Patrick even oh. described Martin as his best friend. 
Oh, God. I know. Okay. So they were, like, they were like buds. Right. When Martin died and Patrick started helping Mary out, soon their relationship became a friendship. And then in God, 2000... And... Ghost. Oh, gosh. Don't ruin Ghost for me. <laughs> Sorry, but it is. It's like the guy, like, muzzles in. And then in 2008, it just developed into a physical relationship. <clears throat> okay. When all of this would later come out, Mary said she could only describe the affair as seedy and something she deeply regretted and was ashamed of. The only explanation she ever had was that she hadn't had sex in years and years. Her husband was desperately ill for years and then died. Yeah. Okay, I'm starting to feel bad for Mary. I know, right? What was his illness? It didn't go into it. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Nothing goes into it. Okay, okay. By late 2010, about two years, the love affair between Mary and Martin was like fizzling out. Do you you mean Patrick? Mary and Patrick, sorry. The love affair between Mary and Patrick had ran its course. Okay. And so Mary tried to end it. She probably had some guilt, you know, over the relationship, you know, over the affair. Because he's probably still with Imelda. He's married with kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But she also described Patrick as very overpowering and intimidating. Mm. When she reflects back on the relationship, she says that she thought it was possible that Patrick may have led her into a relationship when she was grieving in fear of the I future. I was actually mm-hmm. thinking that. And she said she was a very vulnerable widow in those first yeah. few yeah. years. Yeah. And it's like, I'm helping you. You need me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, there's a manipulation there. Yeah, there's a power there thing is. there. Yeah. And even if you are, like, you're going to be really emotional and if somebody comes to your rescue, you're going to, like, romanticise them a little bit in your head. Oh, yeah, they're yeah. helping me. Yeah. yeah. And also, like, he knew my husband, yeah. you know, like, you could you could talk about the husband. Yeah. It happens a lot where the friends, yeah. all, they, sometimes they get together. It's weird, but it does happen. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, she's like, you know, whatever, I want to move on and not do this mm-hmm. anymore. She tried to end it multiple times, but she said she was like, he was like controlling and manipulative and wouldn't let her end it. So, like, mm-hmm. it would have been hard for her to just end it because, mm-hmm. like, they're still, they're still family. They're tied to each other mm-hmm. with family, like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nieces and nephews so and awkward could you imagine yeah. like family events and stuff like how and, do you keep that Ooh. Yeah, but I know under wraps and yeah like the shifty eyes oh. yeah and they're linked business wise he's renting her land and managing yeah, her accounts so messy so messy they had joint investments in stocks and shares and, mm-hmm. and it was a seven year lease like a long ass time Okay. So this sort of went on for like, like years, like for three years, okay. Patrick would stop in at Mary's almost every day, often what? trying to win her back. And he would tell her that he loved her. Oh, that's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah. Sure. Yeah. 
When Mary met Mr. Moonlight in August 2010, it was a sign to officially and firmly end things with Patrick. Bobby was a fresh of breath air, she said. She no longer had to sneak around. What? I think you mean breath of fresh air. What did I say? I think you said a fresh of breath air. <laughs> <laughs> but you said it so confidently. Oh, did I? <laughs> that was great. What's that called when you mix up the thing? I don't know. What's that? There's called? a word for it. All right. It's a it's a Michael Scott. Yeah, there's a word. And do you know what's funny? We've actually talked about this before. What? And we've never figured out the word. Okay. So Bobby. Okay. Oh, we're just gonna leave me hanging. Well, what do you want to do? You know, you said. We, there's a word for this and we've never figured it out. Yeah, there's a word for it, but Miriam, I couldn't think of the word suspicious earlier, so I don't <laughs> think you're gonna. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, she. He, Bobby was a breath of fresh air. She no longer had to sneak around, hide, or lie about her seedy, illicit love affair. And Bobby met the three Lowry boys. They all talked to him, mm. and he liked them too. So. It was like going well. It was good, Mm -hmm. you know, start fresh. When Patrick found out a few months later that Mary had moved on, he Mm -hmm. was furious. Mm -hmm. So one day when he was at the Fonagowan farm, Mary's farm, he was snooping on Mary's phone. Enraged that someone was talking to his woman, he stole her phone and started okay. messaging and calling Bobby from her phone. Oh my God. Like trying to break them up, threatening him, saying, he said to Bobby, I'm the man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Mary begged to get the phone back off, Patrick. <gasps> this meant that Mary had to come clean to Bobby about her extremely rocky, dodgy relationship with uh-huh. Patrick. Okay. So even after all this phone drama, Mary was worried about Patrick. She thought he might be suicidal. So she confined in, mm-hmm, she confined in Bobby, who offered mm-hmm. to meet Patrick. Oh, mm-hmm. See, Bobby had suffered with depression after his own marriage breakup. So he thought, look, maybe I can give him some advice. You don't want your love rival consoling you. I know. Yeah. How did they think that that was... I don't... What? Yeah. It was never going to work. No. No. Yeah. And the intentions are good, but... Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Bobby and Patrick met in a hotel and they talked for about an hour or so and then shook hands. Oh my god. But apparently afterwards, Patrick was unimpressed. He told Mary that her new boyfriend, Bobby, smelled and that that man was the type to be out late. He was a man for the women. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. That's her choice, whatever. It's your opinion. Yeah, Jesus. In February 2011... A pathetic Patrick sent a letter to a newspaper agony aunt complaining that he had ruined his life 
by starting an affair with a family friend. He said he was still in love with this woman, but she had started seeing someone else. He was... (laughs) He was heartbroken and angry that things were going so well for her while he was left with nobody to talk to. You have a wife and kids. (laughs) I know. I know. So greedy. He wished he could transfer his feelings from his mistress to his wife, but he could not. It's a weird thing to say. Right? Just uh, a weird thing to say. It's pathetic. It's like... It's like he doesn't get it. Oh, dude, it's over. I can't believe he wrote into the paper. <laughs> I know. It was too good. And it was published. A full-grown man, like... With the wife and kids, he <gasps> runs a farm and he writes a letter to the newspaper. I wonder how they figured out that it was him. So it was Mary seeing the letter. Mary figured it <gasps> out. Yeah. She figured it out. Oh she read it and she knew immediately it You'd was be so him. embarrassed yeah she was mortified. even though no one's gonna know but still the audacity to do that yeah and it's so oh, like cringe it's so like cheeky it's like it is yeah. really blazant is that the word blazant uh, yeah, blasé it's just like oh but he, he's he's desperate at that point <sighs> You're reaching yeah. out to a stranger. Yeah. Like, a, the agony aunt is a complete stranger. Right. And you're letting... You're so desperate that you're you're going to let loads of people read your problem. Yeah. It's just... Just so you can get some attention. Like, that's a desperate man. Yeah. So... But I don't even feel bad for him. It's just like, a full-grown man, get it together. Yeah. I think he just feels sorry for himself. It is. It is. It's all about him. Yeah, it's about him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he's not even sorry that he had an affair. Like, he's not sorry about what he did to his wife. No, it's about how it affects him. Yeah, it's all about him. Mm -hmm. So Mary confronts Patrick. So Mary confronts Patrick, you know, saying, did you write this fucking letter? And so he said, Mm -hmm. yeah, I did write it because I have no one to talk to. So basically... At this point, Patrick is doing anything he can to try and, like, force her back or to, like, mm-hmm. break up her relationship with Bobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's getting creative here. Like. Isn't he? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> it really didn't work. Um, She continued to see Bobby. So, he thought he's going to go a step further. On February 4th, 2011... Patrick went as far as to contact child services. What? Mm-hmm. What a little cycle. Uh, oh my God. Huh? And claimed that Mary Lowry was neglecting her children emotionally. Oh yeah, that's going to get her back. What the I know. actual hell? Oh my God, this guy's mm-hmm. a psycho. Okay, sorry, keep going. Oh my God. He told the social worker she was leaving them at home alone while she would stay out late partying with her new boyfriend, Bobby. <sighs> I know. This is another level of crazy. I know. Oh my God. Oh my God. And it's just like, you are also jeopardizing your nephews. What, like, what is your thought process? This is the most selfish person I've ever. Right? Oh my God. Mm. Oh mm-hmm. my god! So and also, mm-hmm. if you ever thought you were going to get her back, you're definitely not now. Definitely. You just oh yeah, definitely not. I mean, the, the, well, well, he he's so unintelligent, right? Yeah. Now. Like what? It's like he thinks he can like bully her into coming back. He's, yeah. 
He's upset. He's possessive. Yeah. Yeah. So scary. So child services actually did go to Mary's home and had to do a child like welfare checkup. Oh mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Like she's had enough to so deal could with. Could you like... imagine as a mother? Uh huh. Fucking hell. Oh. Um. Obviously the kids were fine, and. Nothing happened of it, but still, it's awful. Oh, sir, so yeah. you don't want to mm-hmm. go through that. That's, oh, God. By June 2011, Patrick's obsession was escalating further. He decided the only way to break up Mary and Bobby was to kill Bobby. Oh, my God. On June 3rd, Bobby Ryan called to Mary Lowry's house at about 9.30 p.m. On the morning of June 4th, the couple awoke and they made love for the last time. At about 6.30am, Bobby left for work. Bobby Ryan's body would not be discovered for nearly two years later. (gasps) Stop it. I actually just know this is not even a joke. I just got chills. Like actual. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little bit cold in the room as well, but I know that. Oh my God. Oh my god! I know. But here, here, here. So many questions. So, like, what? So, how did Patrick know that Bobby was going to be over? That's where we will have to leave this episode. Oh, you can't do that to me! Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, this is a good one. Yeah, it Frank is. Seymour. It's quite, yeah. yeah, it's quite twisty, isn't it? Kind of feels like a movie. It does. Like, I wish it was a movie. I wish yeah. it wasn't real. Yeah. But this is, I can't believe this is, oh my God. I know, it's like, you don't think love triangles go this this messy in oh. real life. You think this is just movie love triangles. And especially triangles. in, like, rural Ireland right? as well. So rural. You know. Like, yeah. Like, where did people get these ideas? Who does he think he is? Mm-hmm. That, like... Yeah. And who does he think he is that he's going to get away with it as well? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So next week on Me Time and Murder, we will be talking about the discovery of the body, mm-hmm. the autopsy, and the trial, as well as the possibility of collusion. So, as in, like, Mary was maybe involved? I don't know whether to leave that in or not. Well, I kind of, it kind of, uh, we already alluded to that. Oh, did we? Because I was like, how did Patrick know Bobby was going to be there? And the way that Patrick mm-hmm. had been taking the phone. Uh-huh. And I have this thing in my head where I think it was Patrick that text Bobby and said, Bobby, come over to the house. Because it was <gasps> late at night. And oh! he was kind of like, do you know what I mean? And he was a bit like... Why is she kind of... Because it's an hour drive. Mm. Like, if someone was real impromptu with you, like, oh, yeah, come over to my house. It's an hour away. you got to plan for that. But, like, Bobby's obviously a nice enough guy that he doesn't mind, and he's a lorry driver, and, you know. Yeah. But, like, anyway. But I don't want Mary to be involved. How can Mary be involved? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, no, not Mary. <laughs> oh. What? But also, but also, sorry, sorry, sorry. She... She does not have to get involved. Mm-hmm. She can simply break up with him. Simply? Unless she's involved unknowingly. Mm. Oh. Well, I know, okay. but you don't know. <laughs> yeah. All will be revealed. Okay. Okay. Slan while you guys. See you bye. next time. Bye-bye. Bye. What was that? Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Bye.
Oh yes, yeah. Me Time and Murder would like to thank and acknowledge our sources that make this podcast possible. References can be found on our Instagram page.